Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast. On our driving leadership episodes, you'll witness conversations with leaders from all walks of life and learn about what drives them to lead. You'll hear about their leadership development, current challenges that face them in their organizations, and stories about leadership. I'm Bill Berthel, and my desire to demystify leadership and have real conversations with leaders is what drives me. Joining me today is Steve Lowe, owner of Valley Signs in Clayville, New York, and co-founder of CNY Birdies for Babies. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. No, Steve, we've been working together for a little while now, and um, I uh, so appreciate you know both your stories, the space of your business in Clayville. I want to make sure we're talking about that and your leadership. I'm going to steal the thunder from you a little bit. I love your type of leadership. You are sleeves rolled up. You're in the business. You're an individual contributor, but you're building an amazing culture. So I want to make sure we talk about that today. But also, sure. you're, you're not for profit. You know, how do you frame the mission of your not-for-profit CNY Birdies for Babies? Um, CNY Birdies for Babies is, is kind of twofold. We want to raise two things. One is awareness for the IVF and infertility community. And when I say raise awareness, I mean for not just that community, but it's friends and family as well. And the second thing we want to raise is finances, hence the charity part of CNY Birdies for Babies. Our goal starting last year for the first time we did it is to raise enough money to pay for a couple's IVF cycle full shot that goes procedures, checkups, medications, anything that's included with that and give somebody a chance to start a family. That's awesome. That is awesome. And the birdies, right? It's around golf. Yes. Charity golf tournament, charity (laughs) golf event. You know, we take something that's, that's a heavy topic for a lot of people you know, in cause that's obviously near and dear to mine and my wife's heart, having gone through all this ourselves and realizing that there was so much work that needed to be done in that community to, mm. to make it less stigmatized and more of an open conversation. But we want to make it fun too. It's such a heavy topic that people go yeah. through. So we wanted to really raise the awareness, make a fun full day event, play some golf, have some food, do some raffles, you know, there's some cocktails mixed in there too. Sure, sure. That's <laughs> so great. We want, we want to keep it light and fun, but also make sure that everybody understands, you know, what the event's for, why we're there, and also, uh, you know, take care of a family who, who might be struggling through that process. Oh, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. So, Steve, before we get into the details of your business, I want to ask you what really drives you to lead. Why are you a leader? It's kind of like a lifelong journey, I suppose, to some degree, you know, and you don't realize it when you engage in it in your youth per se. Um, but you know, I always found myself being the, you know, the captain of my sports team. I played a lot of sports growing up. I always found myself being the captain of the team, you know, and all of a sudden becoming a, an owner, all of a sudden you find these people kind of look to you for guidance and, and it's a shift in leadership, but it's leadership nonetheless. So it's been an interesting working with you, Bill, in developing the leadership that I want for my business. But, um, you know, I think when it really boils down to it, it's kind of, I don't want to have the capability to lead people and have this potential and waste it. You mm. know, I don't want to be in my deathbed someday and said, man, you know, I really could have done something cool, but I just, I didn't try. I didn't put the effort in. Yeah. I, um, I wish a long, long, happy life, but I don't think that's ever going to happen for you. <laughs> you, you put in all the effort, not only in your own development, but in your business. Talk to me a little bit about Valley Signs. You're in Clayville, New York. What do y'all yep. do? 
well, signs, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Valley Signs has been in business for 35 years now, long before I was involved in the sign business. But I took over about four years ago. Obviously, it's been a great business being around for that long, over three decades. Mm-hmm. You know, the previous owner was looking to, you know, kind of step out, retire. And myself being a graphic design major and a creative person, it was right up my alley. And it just became an opportunity that was too good for me to pass up. So we kind of hopped in. But three decades in the business, kind of your one-stop shop for all your signage. Um, anything from high production, you know, stickers, decals, yard signs, vehicle wraps are a huge part of the business. Um, but really our niche is the high-end custom signage catered very specifically to the customer and their wants and their needs. We really try to create kind of an experience based around that with our customers, make sure that they feel that they're part of the process, that they're getting what they want and that, you know, start to finish from the time they pick up the phone and call us, the time we deliver the sign, they pick it up, that it's a pleasant experience and they're happy with what they're getting. So you frame yourself as a creative person and that's, you know, certainly in your passion, your education, right? Your background, clearly, you know, designing signs takes a, you know, creative skill set with you and your staff. Talk to me about the creative dynamic being leveraged in your leadership. Um, a lot of it revolves around problem solving, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously most of my people, if not all my people are creative in some way in the visual aspect of signage, mm-hmm. but you know, there's, there's always problems that pop up, you know, whether it's, you know, personality conflicts in the workplace or figuring out how to handle certain customers, you know, different personalities from, from the customer perspective and also letting my people figure some of that stuff out as well. Yeah. You know, kind of putting it in their court and saying, Hey, yep, they're being tricky. They're asking for you to do a lot of stuff, you know, but what can you do to wrap this up quickly? You know, not waste time, you know, be more efficient. So a lot of that creativity is based around, you know, that problem solving outside of the, you know, the obvious creative aspects of the work. I love that. Um, you know, getting to know you over the last year as we've been working together, you're a natural relator and achiever, right? And that's really getting into those more creative competencies, getting out of people's way is what I'm hearing you talk about. Really letting your folks, you know, learn through some of the problem solving more independently or interdependently. Yeah. And it was something that you have certainly helped me develop, Bill. It's something I was always, you know, to go back to an earlier point, I've always been a you know, sports guy played sports my entire life. Yeah. Growing up, played football in college. So I always kind of approached leadership as, you know, lead by example. So it was kind of like be in the trenches with your people, you know, be in the trenches with your team. You got, you know, bashing heads, whatever it is, you know, on the sports field or the court or, or, you know, baseball diamond. It was always lead by example. But, you know, as an owner and having team and having people that look kind of to you for the leadership it goes from being a player on the field and in the trenches with your team to being more of a coach on the sidelines and making sure that your team has a game plan and a direction and they know exactly what the goal is and empowering them to figure out how to get there. Yeah. I so appreciate that. And leading from the side, right? Leading from those sidelines. Yeah. Great analogy. Share a unique story about your leadership. Our listeners, uh, I think, you know, part of the reason they tune in is, is really to get a better appreciation of how folks find their way into leadership. You're sharing a little bit about your path. What stands out as a unique story you'd want to share? I think 
just the overall coming from my previous career, you know, 12 years in your power authority as a design drafter and kind of not really any kind of leadership role necessarily, a little bit like project coordination. So there was a little bit of, on my end to, to kind of seek certain things out and coordinate with people, but right. wasn't necessarily labeled as a leadership type role. So then also jumping into business ownership and also having to make those game plans and, and figure out directions, you know, it was a little bit of a, a struggle, you know, to conceptualize some of that, but also coming into an existing business that had been there for three decades, there was already culture in place, you know, good or bad. It was not the culture that I wanted. Yeah. So trying to break, you know, particularly for some of the employees that came along that had been there for, for three decades since the beginning, trying to get them to shift and kind of, you know, get on board with the culture that I wanted to create was certainly a challenge. You know, it's kind of like that, you know, the grumpy old guy in the corner doesn't want to, he's been doing it this way forever. He doesn't want to do any different. So it was kind of of tricky to break that mold. And then at one point, you know, dealing with the difficulties that everybody was dealing with during COVID times and stuff, all of a sudden I found myself with a hundred percent turnover in staff. Mm. And I kind of looked around and everybody's looking at me like, Hey, Steve, you know, what are we, what are we doing? Where are we going? Yes. And that's, that's kind of clicked to me like, all right, here's my opportunity to really implement the culture that I want. But I felt like I was not doing it right. And I was lacking the tools. I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know how to execute and, and achieve that. You know, so that was the reach out to you. Well, I know culture is so important to you. And, uh, you know, culture is kind of a big word, isn't it? When you say culture, what are you talking about in your organization? Well, I mean, to me, culture, culture has a positive tone to me. But I know culture is, is a generic term. It could be positive or negative. When I hear culture, he's created a culture in there. You know, I think most of the time that's spun as, as a positive term. So to speak specifically about value science, my business, and, and what I want to create Please. for culture is I want my team to come to work and have fun and want to come to work and be engaged. And it's important for more than ever today for people to feel like they're part of it because they are, you know, without them. Things don't get done. Nobody's successful if everybody doesn't come together, work as a team, and be a part of it. So I want it to be fun. I want it to be, you know, loose, but I also want it to be, you know, when all of a sudden rubber hits the road and we got to get some stuff out, everybody pulls together, everybody knows what they got to do, and, you know, basically have have these people run through walls, not for me, mm-hmm. but for Ellie Signs, the business, and the work that they're doing. And that makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, I so appreciate that. Fun is an important element of your culture. It's not going to get in the way. You're not worried about it being a distraction. It's actually one of the dynamics that gets work done, that builds this culture that you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I make the joke and I said, guys, we're not curing cancer here. We're just making some signs. Like it's it's okay to to be loose about it. You know, everything's not critical. It's not all serious. So let's, you know, Let's have fun while we're doing. We're making science. It's, it's a it's a fun job. I sense that's part of your creative process. Yeah, you gotta. You know, again, it, it depends on what the particular project is. Sometimes, sure, of course, you know, some projects can be heavy, not because it's so serious, but you know, you, you gotta really be meticulous about what you're doing. But sure. you know, for the most part, it's hey, what could we do to wow this customer? What could we implement based on what their input has been to really make them say wow? You know, and that and that kind of is like think outside the box. Or sometimes it's it's fun to really narrow the, the box. You know, <laughs> I think like uh, good things come in small packages. So mm-hmm. you narrow that package. You got this little bit of room to work in, but how can we make that, you know, really pop for our customer? 
get their message across. That's awesome. So you talked about a little while ago, really high turnover rates. Uh, you know, you quickly mentioned uh, COVID. What other challenges are hitting your leadership, your organization? Like maybe what's keeping you up at night? What are you worrying about? Took over Valley Science with the intention of growth. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of expand the business a little bit. So it kind of the stressors as an owner trying to do that is, you know, when to pull the trigger on certain things. You know, when do I invest in a new piece of equipment or when do I want to start offering a new product line? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with the setbacks with, with turnover and stuff, you know, certainly limited that growth. And and I would say 2021 was growth on pause. Mm-hmm. Not not thinking about growth, but with new people and the new team, hey, let's just keep maintain the status quo, make sure everybody gets on the same page here. But now I think in 2022, I had the opportunity to kind of bring people that I wanted into the business and hire the way I wanted to. And I feel really good about the team I got. So we're kind of, you know, ready to, to put the foot back on the gas. Growth on pause. Yeah. No, I like the way you frame that. So I always ask my guests on driving leadership here to share some advice in your leadership. I think our listeners appreciate a few pieces of advice. What would you share? Yeah. You don't have to do it all. Mm. And again, that was something that I struggled with early on. I thought I had to know everything, know how to do everything. And, you, you know, you drive yourself crazy and stress yourself out. Those are the things that I stayed up at night about early on. Mm-hmm. Stressing about, you know, I got to be able to do this. I got to be able to do that. And the thing that I'm learning is, you know, settle down in your leadership role and think about how you can empower your people to do the things that they need to do. You know, don't tell them what to do. Tell them what you need them to do and let them figure out how they need to do it. Mm-hmm. That would be a big piece of advice that I would give to anybody in a leadership position, management position, create goals for your people, but let them figure out how they're going to achieve it, you know, and ultimately give them your stamp of approval, obviously on what they're doing, sure. but uh, you don't have to do it all. Well, I think a lot of us need to hear that, me included, Steve. Uh, I think that is um, sometimes really challenging to put in practice, right? We, um, yeah, extremely. We, I, I still struggle with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, good. What else? What else would you share for advice? Figure out what's good for yourself. Mm. Look internally. What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What are your personal goals? And then work backwards from there. How do you achieve them? And some of that is going to be, you know, a step back from some of the things you may be doing right now. And and it's sometimes hard, especially as owner or upper level management to let go of some of that control. You know, you feel you have to have your finger on it, but you really don't, particularly if, if you're not achieving the things that you want personally. You know, I think those are important. You know, I mean, you asked me some questions early on in our work together and you were like, well, why aren't you doing that? And I didn't always have a good answer for that. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hope that came across as tough love. Not, uh, no, it's been, not no, catching it's been you not doing something. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just very, very matter of fact, the way you answered, like, well, why aren't you doing that? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's priorities, you know, sometimes, you know, work does get in the way that, that should be the exception. That shouldn't be the rule. You know, it should be extenuating circumstances where work gets in the way of you know, your life. And it's not, it's not that work, work-life balance. It's, it's mm-hmm. the integration, you know, for, for people in leadership, I think, you know, figure out how to not, all right, I'm going to work from nine to five today. And then I'm going to be home from five to 10. Then I'm going to sleep. And then I'm going to get up and, you know, it, it gets different in leadership positions where you might be thinking about work at eight o'clock at night, but maybe you, you got to take off from work for a little bit during the day to achieve something personal that you, you need to, or want to do. It's an integration. It's, it's not really a balance. 
Yeah, love that. Love that idea of integration over balance. Hey, before we sign off, um, how can our listeners find out more about Birdies for Babies? Birdies for Babies, we have a Facebook page, CNY Birdies for Babies, and that's Birdies, B-I-R-D-I-E-S, for F-O-R-E, like golf and babies. Ah. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's a little kitschy. Again, we're trying to keep it fun. Yeah. Uh, so CNY Birdies for Babies on Facebook. We are working on setting up a pretty simple website, but uh, I think there's some links on that Facebook page where you can donate if you'd like. We take donations all year round and we will be rolling out our year two golf tournament shortly here, the next probably month or two. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. So for all those golfers out there, they can check out your Facebook page and uh, maybe participate in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fabulous. Sponsorships available all that stuff. And we're all, we're actually actually working on getting, um, you know, CNY fertility out your way in Syracuse. Um, yes. We tried to get them involved last year. They had some hiccups with legal stuff being their okay. profit or not for profit, but we've been in contact with them the whole way around. We're trying to somehow figure out how they could be a part of that as well. Dr. Kiltz is very interested in taking part. So again, trying to make this thing uh, bigger and better every year. Yeah. It sounds like a good partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Sure. Brilliant. Steve, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time and energy today. Thanks for your words of wisdom. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Bill. Thanks. Listen for more episodes of Driving Leadership right here on the Get Emergent Podcast, where we'll continue the conversations with a new leader every month.